At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Yeah. Baby, with the hit the stride, food around. Chunky but funky, we can live. Buddy, and welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast show, this time with 100% less Gina. This is Knowing is Half the Podcast, and I am Ray Stacanus. I am Robert Clark Chan. We are joined by a very special guest this week, uh, Andrea Listenberger. I could talk about all of the various wrestling-affiliated things that you have done, but I feel like everyone knows that by now. I mean, it's sure on brand for me, so. (laughs) I did not know, no, really quick. I did not realize, am I allowed to say this, that you did not watch wrestling until you got hired by the WWE. That blows my mind. Oh, no, that that has been the topic of several a conversation that I've had, both uh, that's out there available for public consumption and privately held. Uh, Fun it's the funnest fact about my uh, wrestling career to date. It just goes to show you that it's never it's never too late to try something new. It yeah. is not, for sure, <laughs> ever. Uh, especially if they'll pay you to do it. Exactly. You know, there's probably a lot of other stuff that I could get into and become a genuine fan of if I was paid to do it off the first, uh, first bat. Okay, I'm going to have to talk to you about a thing called a splorch. Uh, no, 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 Chad, don't, don't. Not- well, She'll I, leave. Okay. She'll I leave. Feel like if you got paid for it, that would be. I'm a... about to leave. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I'm Real afraid to ask, so I shall not. Yes, <laughs> you are making a wise call right there. Uh, we uh, Andrea suggested we watch the California Raisin Show. I sure which, did. Which is weird because I always know them as the California Raisins, plural. But the name of the show is the California Raisin Singular Show, and I thought that was interesting because there is still more than one. And I and I don't know what to make of that. Uh, it is it is it is about not just these individual raisins, but the concept of uh, California raisins in general. Yeah, like, the kids a- at home. I mean, look back in the eighties, and I would say nineties probably as well to a point. I don't know when this show came out. Uh, I didn't look it up because I don't research. Eighty eight. That's perfect. Right in the middle. Just just open the goddamn. The 1980s were a big time for corporatism, (laughs) and the uh, people who make raisins, the people who distribute raisins, came up with this brilliant, quite honestly, brilliant uh, ad campaign where they got claymation versions of dancing raisins that wear sunglasses, and they sing Motown hits, and it it became a really big deal. Two years in a row for Halloween. Ray went as a California raisin. Oh, Jesus. Yes. Oh, my goodness. It was Ooh. the same costume both years. Maybe I'm just lazy the second time. Or which maybe ra- I just which raisin. raisin were you, Ray? You know, that's a great question. The one that didn't have sunglasses. 
What is all I know? What is the point of a goddamn claymation raisin if it doesn't have sunglasses? I mean, look, these are great points. Uh, the 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 it was one of those costumes that just kind of slipped on. <laughs> Wait, you, it wasn't even like your mom bought it for you. You no, or, she, your mom made it for you. She just bought it. Chan, in the eighties, Stranger Things lied to you. No uh, parents <laughs> ever made costumes for their kids in the eighties. Yes, they Get did. Over, nobody More ever people. did. That. Speak, speak for it. your speak for yourself, Ray Sicanus. I was a very adorable homemade Bo Peep because that's what we did. That's mm. fair. What I see is the Ghostbusters from the, the Ghostbusters costumes from oh, Stranger yeah. Things that was supposedly like nineteen eighty four or nineteen eighty five, and yeah. each of their parents hand built these uh, Ghostbusters. Nobody fucking did that. That's Let me just say right, right out. Never happened. I uh, went if you as were a lucky, vampire you got a bow peep. multiple years because my mother convinced me that I wanted to be a vampire because all it was was she'd draw a little widow pe- widow's peak on my forehead See? and then like a, a cheap ass uh, 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 fangs and a cape done. That you is class act parenting. Mm-hmm. That's very legit. Um, and the California raisins essentially. Yeah. And, and is it cultural appropriation? Maybe. <laughs> I don't. Is there dried fruit? So I don't know. I don't. Mm, I don't well, know. And I think it was voiced by. Wasn't it? What were? I think a lot I saw of white people. What was? Was it voiced by white people? I oh, saw Pam, a lot of white names that I recognized oh, yeah. in the credits. Cam Clark, um, Brian Stokes, Mitchell, both Cummings. Uh, I re- in- I retract my defense, and so <laughs> I, I'm I'm not going to so strongly say it's not anymore. I will retract that. Who knows? <laughs> yeah it's, it's tough there is a part later on in the episode that we can talk about oh, we because it does get a little weird but in general i mean yeah it, it's it's i don't think they really was there a black scent it doesn't feel like oh, it was real because like one of the guys was like, had a black scent hmm? some of them definitely had a black scent i feel yeah. like it was like a california sort of like because one of them definitely had like a like a surfer accent. Yeah. So yeah. I, I don't think they went straight up like like here are some raisins from Detroit who moved out to California to make it big and they come from, you know the the three lady raisins are clearly what are they, the pointer sisters? Uh <laughs> I would I would have liked to have seen more of them. They're they're really yeah. only in the episode as uh as like the opening credits, but yeah. I'm sure there's um, lots to unpack there. <laughs> it's a lot. And the the first, I mean, here's the deal: these raisins for the kids at home that are too young to know are it were insanely popular. Like they were yeah. on well, everything that you would see, like Pikachu on right now, or Sonic the Hedgehog. The raisins were on all the backpacks, lunchboxes, stickers, action figures, mm-hmm. fridge magnets. I had little figurines of California raisins. I know people that still have them. You know what? My uh, 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 mother-in-law and uh, stepfather-in-law have like six California raisins in their windowsill of their home still. <laughs> and I noticed it last time I was there. This was a big bleeping deal. So this show obviously had to exist. So I asked the question, did this show have to exist? What is this? <laughs> Yeah, and honestly, that's that's why I wanted to watch this because I also had a similar experience. I did not dress as a raisin, um, but my granny growing up, she had the little figurines. They stood mm-hmm. on a little a little stage, which was actually a piece of bread. You pushed a button, they sang a Motown hit. That was Perfect. again my my exposure was the merchandise, and I had never seen this. I was overjoyed to see that there was a show that existed, and I was super excited to see the inevitable quality of said show. 
based on the cultural thrust that was behind this. Obviously, they got the best writers, producers, voice actors, and they made a gem of a classic of an animated TV show. Look, when you're basing your product on a commercial for a dried fruit, you can't expect <laughs> anything other than the highest of quality. Uh, and I'll, here's the thing. I will take nothing away from that OG like uh, uh, commercial, uh, uh, what do you call that, a, a campaign. Like It, it was like Claymation before we kind of knew what Claymation. It, it was probably the introduction, most people's introduction to Claymation. Um, I think you had those, you had those Christmas and rank and bass and all that stuff. Well, that's stop motion. You've got, you do have Gumby. So there's Gumby, Gumby. but oh yeah, like, uh, basically other than that, you know, um, yeah, this was, it was a pretty big deal and it was really cool. This cartoon, not so much. (laughs) Great. I mean, the episode is called rockin and roll rocket and rolling raisins. Yes, uh, because, of course, you know, the first thing I realized when they were started singing the intro, I could not understand a goddamn thing anybody was saying. <laughs> and maybe it's just me and my hearing's terrible and I'm old and I haven't watched something without subtitles in the last like seven years. But it's peppy. It was peppy. I loved the song. Couldn't understand what they were saying. Didn't really care. Didn't really matter what they were saying. It just was uh, hey, we're raisins. <laughs> yes. <laughs> to the tune yes. of Macarena. <laughs> you know what i'm looking it up right now i guarantee to you there's a california raisins uh a macarena video and guess i mean and we talk there about, should be we talked about some of the voice actors you got brian cummings and jim cummings who were two of the more famous jim cummings mm. voice of winnie the pooh and darkwing duck brian cummings the voice of uh I believe porky pig so i mean like you got some real talent in here to what andrea said there was actually money put into this and you could see it um now they did the best they could <laughs> with the subject matter. I don't want to be too mean to it because like, I think the show aspires to be exactly what it is. And in yeah. that regard, it's very successful. And I, I, here's what I will say. And I mean this genuinely, I appreciated the work that went into creating the world that these raisins live in because yes. it's not just a world of raisins. They're, 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 they're the only raisins we see in this episode, but all of the characters are fruits and vegetables that live in a world where all organic moving things are fruits and vegetables. Yeah. But they eat cotton candy. I don't know if it, there's a lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of fun, like I will call it punnery. Cause it's not really puns. They just put a vegetable name in front of another name to make places, but yes. I, <laughs> yes, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed yeah. that aspect of the show. I will. Like, I feel like the thing that I was missing most was that they didn't really explore that world. Uh, like they just threw out some vegetables and like, that's it. I, I would be interested in seeing the logic explored more. Um, this was this episode was written by Robbie Gorin, who uh, was a writer for Ronan Martin's Laugh-In. Okay. Uh, he wrote for Three's Company, the Super Globetrotters that we did uh, a few weeks back. He wrote like for like Fat Albert, Pole Position, He Man, right. Teen Wolf. Like Superstar. this is this is one hundred percent what it is. That sort of eighties, just kind of crank them out cartoons. So on that level, it is a perfectly acceptable addition to that um, that genre, and it doesn't yes. rise above it. Which like, is no, it's it's immediately forgettable. Um, it served its purpose to sell raisins, <laughs> and. <laughs> 
Yeah, and I don't think it has a higher calling than that. Look, th- this show is extremely dumb. This show hurt my brain many different times because I'm just <laughs> sitting here getting exasperated with what I'm seeing on screen. But compared to Denver, the last dinosaur, what we which we just watched, I wasn't there. angry about it. Yep. I was angry yep. watching Denver. This was just like, God damn it, they're so goddamn stupid. Uh, and but I never got mad about it. It was more just like fuck. <laughs> it's. I'd good like to have... say that they were more relaxed. They were more relaxed about things at the show. Fair point. Big things would happen, uh, which I'm sure we'll talk about. And the characters are like, ah, oh, that happens. That's fine. Let's continue. <laughs> yeah. Literally every single time they were met with what could be a massive problem, the writers were just like, well, here's why it's actually not even a problem at all. We'll get there, but like they get let off the hook more than any other characters I've ever seen in in media. Quite honestly, more so than Fox News commentators. Quite honestly, you know I what? Mean, I, I gotta when I, when I uh, early in my improv days, I feel like one of my biggest problems, a lot of people's biggest problems, uh, is they would they'll sort of like do this plot based thing where someone will bring up like, oh my god, your arms are falling off, and then you seek to justify and minimize it. And you're just like, oh no, it's fine. I'll just put it right back on. And I, I realize now it's not my fault. It was a generation of cartoons where they're like, oh God, we're in space. Oh, well, I guess we'll just float around for a little bit. That's fine. This is totally normal. Well, I mean, yeah. I just came off of finishing the most recent season of For All Mankind. Oh. So I found the juxtaposition of a, how the raisins deal with space versus how that show deals with space is very refreshing. Um, I felt relaxed by the lack of urgency, the lack of need for problem solving. And uh, honestly, I felt very calm as a result of watching this episode. I like it. Uh, I like it a lot. Um, so we, let's just, we the show opens up Professor Von Bean is talking to our favorite California raisins who are touring uh, NASA. NASA is still a real thing, despite this world being upside down. NASA is still the same. Uh, and it they should have- be NAVA, right? NASA Aeronautics and Vegetable <laughs> Administration. I mean, here's the deal. I, we don't want to confuse the small children. They are at like- Cape Cantaloupe, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let Cape the See, that's good. You know what? Good. I, I, you know, I didn't pick up on that. Good. That's use of the that's use of the gimmick, and I appreciate it. <laughs> um, they uh, a couple of them go to point to a map on the outside of the building, a map of the United States. And what I found interesting was he's saying here's the Mississippi, but he was actually pointed at like the East Coast, uh, and it made me wonder: is just 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 sloppy, where animation doesn't match what's being said, or in this world of fruits and vegetables, is the Mississippi River actually just you know in Virginia? I don't know. I don't know the answer to these questions, but I everywhere feel, he pointed at and said, this is this, he was wrong. I, I feel like if you were to uh, ask any touring musician in the world today to point in a map, tell me where the Mississippi River is, tell me where the Grand Canyon is, they would do about as good a job. So this feels real. You know what? <laughs> and this was, this was pre, like, uh, not pre-internet, but like, before, you'd have to go to a library or ask someone who knew. Yeah. You couldn't just Google quickly. And I, maybe they were on a timeline. I just like to give the animators the benefit of the doubt on this yeah. one. You know, I would say this I would say 1988 is effectively pre-internet. Uh, I saw a study actually yesterday that 1996 only about 25% of America was online. Uh, which feels about right. You know, I was just getting to school and I was just finding out this cool thing called the internet. 
that had this thing called uh, internet comedy and um, terrible websites your friends would direct you towards that oh, you should dear. never click on. Um, and that all was right there at the mid-late 90s internet. Uh, I think it's very fair to say 1988 uh, didn't have, you had to go to a library in order or buy an atlas. How about that? <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, good old Ma is uh, all she gives a crap about is the food, which at first I thought was going to be a thing where like she just wants to cook for everybody, which is uh, not great. Not but, great. you know, it is what it is. Then it just turns out that like she just wants to eat all the time. I like and that. I did not know how to feel about that. I identified with that character. I mean, uh, I'm hungry. Regard. I'm a woman. I'm fine with it. If you, you were in space, would you be like, where are the fucking sandwiches? I'm going to pull every lever and button in this thing until I get one. That's the thing. Actually. I, okay. <laughs> I mean, no, okay. 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 Nope. I stand corrected. No. When you say it out loud, Chan, it feels different. Um, <laughs> yeah. They do. They go on the space shuttle and they're visiting the inside of the space shuttle, which already I'm sort of like, this is a little sketch. Why, <laughs> why do they just a working space shuttle with one uh, host? five celebrities it's just like this just feels like a bad plan by nasa because they're the Um, goddamn california raisins they're very famous when you look at it from the perspective of like uh like imagine this is a proto metalocalypse i was just gonna compare it to metalocalypse yes (laughs) fair you know our minds are in the same place jan (laughs) that's terrifying you know what metalocalypse would be allowed in the space shuttle with no one to show them around to be no. fair. <laughs> um, but they, they, they show off the spacesuits, and I'm like, all right, they're setting this up for later. That's fine. Uh, but the spacesuit had a giant front butt on it, which I was a little uncomfortable with their vegetables. God damn it. They all, they all have bulbous pelvises. It's God damn it. I wasn't ready for you to say bulbous pelvis. <laughs> you should always be ready for me to say bulbous pelvis. <laughs> it happen at any time. Uh, and then all of a sudden, the guy who's showing them around, he's like, oh, I'm being called away. Just hang out here inside this working <laughs> shuttle. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> That's a thing that happens, apparently, in this world. Uh, very maddening. I did not. I was like, this is not. And of course, mom thinks she's pressing the lunch button, but she's actually pressing the launch button. Now, the button didn't light up till after she pressed it. So I think the logic here is flawed. But, um, it, it, it launched very fast, though. I'm really impressed with the technology of the spaceship. They explained at the very beginning that, you know, this is one of the ones that doesn't need like the rockets in the same way. It can just go kind of more like a plane, like one of yeah. uh, one of those ones that takes off like in that fashion. And <laughs> then it, it's there's no countdown. There's nothing. This there's thing nothing. just goes. Mm-hmm. And they're just standing there in the middle of the floor while it's taking off. <laughs> doesn't matter. Gravity's great in this thing. I don't know. I do not know, understand how gravity works in the California Raisins world in space. I want to explore that a little later. Um, but everybody's fine. They just take off into space. And then I'm freaking out like, okay, you know, I put myself in this situation. I have now launched myself into space. I don't know how to operate a spaceship. I don't know how to get back. I I, I don't know. And then they immediately take that off the plate by NASA saying, oh, we just control the remote, uh, we remotely control the ship. You guys can just hang out and look at space. We'll get you back. And NASA I'm like, that is, is very chill about the whole thing. <laughs> like, there's a moment of, oh no, the California raisins are in space. And then they're like, oh, it's basically like a collective shrugging of the shoulders. <laughs> oh, well. I, here, here's the thing. As, as, an, as a young adult, this would have infuriated me 
because again, they're just taking away the stakes. Like, yes. why are we even watching this thing if the, you know, like, uh, yeah. everything's going to be fine? But now that I'm an old man, and now that I've been through the worst administration in the history of the United States of America, and have had nothing but unending hell to deal with for the last um, at least six, seven years. Now, when I come home, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to watch news radio. I'm going to watch <laughs> Ted Lasso. I'm going to watch Parks and Recreation. I'm going to chill the fuck out. I don't want anything to intrude, uh, anything unpleasant to happen. I don't want any for all mankind right now. I just need to be okay. And this c- cartoon, for somebody, I'm sure, maybe it's especially good for an eight-year-old who just needs to feel okay. And I'm going to let them do that. <laughs> I didn't used to be this person, but I'm this person now. I have not watched Breaking Bad because I can't deal with it. I'm just going to California Raisin for a while, and it'll be okay. I guess I just sit back and I, I see your choice of saying, I'm not going to watch Breaking Bad. I'd much rather watch the California Raisins cartoon. Okay, that was an exaggeration, to be fair. Well, to be fair, you've watched one, but not the other. That is true. You have watched more California Raisin Raisin than you have <laughs> Breaking, Breaking Bad's. <laughs> Is the it the California's bad. raisin if you're trying to pluralize it? Is that how that works? <laughs> it's it's like Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. I'll never <laughs> I'll never quite understand how any of the S's work. Um but yes, you've made a choice in this life, Chan, to watch more California raisin show uh-huh. than you have breaking bad. <laughs> and I just I don't think you're doing it right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I get my licks in. Also, to be clear, I've watched a season and a half of Breaking Bad. That is enough Breaking Bad okay. for me. It's not enough, but okay, you've watched more. Until we force you to watch, what would that be? Another 17 episodes of California Races. Yeah, season and a half, challenge <laughs> challenge proffered. Season and a half, plus, plus one. No, no oh, I yeah. don't know if you know this about me, but when people dare me, I say, mm-mm, and I'll walk away. <laughs> At some point in the future, we're going to run out of G.I. Joe to watch. And we're going to have to make a very hard decision. <laughs> And start watching all the California Raisin uh, shows. Uh, <laughs> These and, uh, California Raisin show. <laughs> trying to put that S somewhere to make it work, and it just doesn't. It doesn't. Uh, it just doesn't. It's, it's, it's very upsetting. Now, this is the point when they're out in space. They're clearly in space. They've broken the atmosphere. There's space around them, and they're still hanging out with a full gravity. And I just wrote here, I don't know how gravity works any, anywhere. I don't know how physics works on this show. It just doesn't. It is weird because there's, they're like, they're up in space and um, the professor's like, you should be experiencing zero gravity now. One of them is. And for some reason, they show the rest of them going like, no, I don't. And then they start floating. Like, (laughs) that should have been a gag. Or that should have been, there should have been some explanation. Or you just don't show them. You just show one guy going and then the rest of them going. But for some reason, they chose to point out that they were not uh, floating. It's like not quite yet. Moments before. <laughs> for why? For why? They, they, they're staring right in the face of a bit. And they're like, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just, just play this one straight. <laughs> just, we need to ground this so that, that people feel like there's, there's a real reality happening here. But they grounded it. 
in an irrational way, <laughs> which makes it even weirder. I just, I, the gravity just really, the, every time they anything would happen, because they mentioned gravity or lack thereof appears like four or five times in this episode. And every time I just go, I don't fucking know. <laughs> it's always the opposite of how I think it should be working. And it well, doesn't matter. Well, my favorite part, though, speaking of when they go weightless, not to get ahead of it or anything, because yeah, heaven yeah, yeah. forbid. Oh, but, we don't want to get ahead of ourselves here. But they're floating and they're starting to experience the weightlessness. And then, I don't know if we have already explicitly said this, but the California Raisins sing. They sing songs. They sing Motown songs. Mm-hmm. And yes, they, they sing Motown songs in the show. Yes. And they do the first of three numbers. And as they're singing it, weightlessly floating around <laughs> the shuttle, Every now and then, they launch into specific raisin dance moves on which <laughs> their feet are all seemingly on a a like flat plane in yes. the air, yes. and they they like walk and spin and do it's it's <laughs> it's nuts to me because I at first I was like, well, maybe this is just like an animation budget thing because they use like dance moves that they have in the can for the raisins. But Probably. then later in the episode, they do some stuff that's so nuts and bespoke that I'm like, oh. clearly they paid for things. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, this is an episode that starts with them launching into space and then only gets weirder from there. And I, <laughs> I, I appreciate that. I do appreciate how they're just not afraid to just be like, you know what? Let's just see how far we can take a weird idea. Um, uh, I oh, feel the other- like the 80s were a time, much like we reference how like we all expected that we would be dealing with a lot more quicksand in our adult lives. Oh, God, uh, yes. Based on what the cartoons told us than we actually have. I feel like there's a lot more accidentally in space in the 80s <laughs> yes. uh, than any other time where it just seemed like you could just you know, trip, fall on, on a crack on, uh, on the sidewalk and end up in space. Well, even on more grounded sitcoms, they always had the accidentally on an airplane episode where someone accidentally gets on an airplane or a boat or something. And then mm-hmm. that said vehicle device takes off and, oh no, this child or kid or even adult is on their way someplace that they weren't intended to be. It's uh, it was, it was a crazier world back Look. then. Boomers lost their kids. Can I just go ahead? <laughs> they weren't paying attention and they lost their kids and it became a constant storyline because, you know, I mean, look, I, I, my parents are boomers. I'm a, I'm a fair enough Gen Xer. And I remember being six years old and taking my bike down to like the, the, the drug store and buying candy and baseball cards and coming home after like two or three hours. And I look at it. I was not much older than my kid right now is. And I can't imagine a world. Mm-hmm. Where I would be okay with that. Yep, what yep, is yep. wrong with these with boomers? I was a latchkey kid, man, and so I was I was like that, only minus any parents at home at all. Just you know, uh, wow, no, no, this kid is uh, my kid is gonna stay locked up. He's gonna be playing video games, and you know what? Uh, I hope they rot his brain. Yeah, it's just I, I think about a lot of that stuff from back then, and it's like. I couldn't imagine caring about my kids so little <laughs> to allow them to do those things. <laughs> Look, there was know. lots of cocaine to be done in the 80s, and, you know, it's not going to snort itself. It's not going to snort itself. Uh, okay, so here's the question. Two things here. One, the, car- the there's a carrot who is the agent of the California Raisins mm-hmm. who bursts through the front door of NASA and just starts literally calling every person in the world simultaneously mm-hmm. yeah. to tell them the Raisins will be in above them soon. That is not efficient use of phone time. 
you know, it was uh, it was strange. Um, and then I'm again, I'm impressed by the technology, though. <laughs> and we do explore to what chance said we do explore this world a little bit because we explore. Um, there's like uh, vegetables in India who are watching this musical number and there, there are Japanese mushrooms. There are, are potatoes watching at home, which I assume are American. There are apples in a windmill. So windmill says to me, uh, uh, Dutch, but are apples associated with windmills or maybe they're uh, capstones? Dutch, a- Dutch apple, po- Dutch apple is a flavor. So yes. You know what? Yeah. Okay. That, tra- that's, that yeah. tracks. Now, for the I believe theory. they're Pennsylvania Dutch, but don't worry about that. Chad. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah. Mushrooms in robes. Uh, Kimonos. I, they were really kimonos. I did not want to assume that they were Asian, but I was pretty sure they were Asian, and I'm pretty sure I was offended by it. I think they were very actively Japanese. I think there was something in there that said Japan in it, and although I, here's a, at least that's what I wrote uh, that they are very <laughs> clearly Japanese mushrooms uh, dancing. <laughs> and this is where uh, one first off, could we hear a little bit of this first song? You can't have a song on one of these shows without me wanting to hear a little bit for the people at home. Yeah, why not? <laughs> you don't really need me, but you keep me hanging on. Why do you keep coming around, playing with my heart? I mean, this is a a, a perfectly acceptable cover of Enjoyed a it. classic Motown song. Good. I actually asked I, my musical reference uh, knowledge is so poor. I didn't know if any of these songs. I assumed that they were Motown or Motown adjacent. Yes. I didn't actually know though. All, all of them uh, uh, are, yeah. Okay, so here's the Fox, question I asked. Steven. Fox. <laughs> I mean, the- hit or miss. I, I, I <laughs> keep like but some of these other ones, I was not. I okay, it. but did, I did you choice. not bob your head a little bit during that little clip you just played? Just a little bit, just a little bit. Did you bob your head? I okay, it. look, look. I my it. mother was big into what we used to call oldies. Uh, she liked a lot of Motown and like a lot of old R and B, a lot of doo-wop, you know, and that kind of thing. So at that age, I was not having it. I was absolutely not on board. I wanted anything, but what my mom was listening to, which is all garbage. Um, as an adult, I have, uh, cultivated a taste for, uh, later, uh, R and B's soul seventies, more less sixties, this uh, this era is, like I say, kind of hit and miss. I did like this song. Don't like all, uh, most of the rest. But I guess I did bop my head a little bit to this. Thank that you. is all I'm asking. It's a tiny, tiny bit. <laughs> um, no, I look, you go Motown, you can't go wrong. And I'm look, from Detroit. Obviously, Motown is a part of me. Uh, I can't say I know it all. But like every time one of these songs came on, I'm like, I don't hate this. They, they make good choices on this show. But this is where I asked the universal question. I, I kept asking myself during the watch of this California Raisin show. Um, is this fun? <laughs> <laughs> is this fun? They're, they're raisins. They're in space. They're dancing on like the ceiling of the space shuttle. Japanese mushrooms are dancing around. And I asked myself, am I supposed to be having a good time right now? And I, I don't have a good answer. I don't. <laughs> I think I'm supposed to be. I don't know that I was. But is this fun? Guys, is this fun? <sighs> well, what do you ask about enjoyment level, Ray? 
Look, I'm going to deflect the question because I went back to uh, pull up the video and get a look at the rest of these other world cultures. And I am noticing now that uh, there are uh, there's an Indian household. Yes. And I part of the thing that was freaking me out was like, I don't know what these are supposed to be. I, I could. I You know what? I couldn't figure it out either. I wanted to say squash because but... they're kind of long and yellow. Yeah. Um. But we see a squash later who didn't look like that. Yeah. And then again, those Dutch that like kind of look like tomatoes, but they're they're shaped kind of too thin. So like it would have to be uh, one of those really skinny uh, red delicious or or like I said, maybe a red pepper. Um, and yeah, those those fucking mushrooms, man. I don't know. I don't know. It, about was, that. it was something. But everybody loves the raisins. Uh, that's what I get out of this. And let's just keep going because now we're going to get into act two. <laughs> because they made reference earlier that people have seen ufos and i logged that into my brain because this is a good writer setting up a later event uh you notice this shit i, I at least i do now um, <laughs> and they find a ufo out in space and at first they're just like holy shit we're the california raisins in space the stakes have now been heightened we have found a ufo and an alien we are literally making first contact and NASA says, well, Raisins, we're going to need you to put on spacesuits. Spacesuits, <laughs> go outside the shuttle and just go to the alien spaceship. There's goddamn protocols for this thing. In every <laughs> television show you've ever run across, there are protocols for first contact because this shit is important. Yeah. And they're just like, hey, you're a bunch of goddamn musical celebrities. Why don't you hold the fate of our Earth in your hands? Could you? I just. Could you imagine? Like, uh, I'm going back to a popular act of the time. And could you imagine us sitting here? We made first contact with aliens in 1988, and the president of the United States or president of NASA or whoever says, "All right, new kids on the block, we need you to put Earth's best foot forward here." It's Welcome to Planet safe. Earth, oh, featuring Menudo. <laughs> I mean, look, Ricky Martin would have pulled it off. I'll say it right now. I mean. G.I. Joe will return after these messages. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, Visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. From the California Vineyards. Don't you know I heard it through the grapevine? Sounds great, doesn't it? Now, back to G.I. Joe. Go investigate. And one of the things I noticed is they put on their spacesuits. Okay, great. We already set that up again. Good writing. And they don't tether themselves to the shuttle in any possible way. And that really upset me. They, they have just EPAs. sort of, it's fine. They just sort of go in space and just sort of go over to the shuttle with no real propulsion. And I'm well, like, well, least- we've already discovered that their technology is highly more advanced than ours. So <laughs> yeah, it fits within the world. Look in the episode of GI Joe, 
where they did end up accidentally shooting a nightclub into space. <laughs> At least they had the decency to give them soda cans to propel themselves with, right? So <laughs> that's the minimum expectation I have. But you're right. To be fair, I can justify it with what you said. No, hold on. There was, they actually mentioned one of the buttons on the spacesuit was for motion control. Oh, shit. Okay. At the time, I was like, the fuck does that even mean? Like, it it moves your arms and shit. But you know what? That's, they, they actually brought it up and had an answer for that. Considering some of the shows that we have seen. You know what? That is pretty good. I, they've set up a lot of stuff that's paid off. I don't hate. I can't believe I'm saying this. I don't hate the writing of this. <laughs> Am I enjoying this? No. No. Is it internally logical? Yes. Somehow the shit is paying <laughs> off and I don't like it. I don't like the fact that I have to give it credit for that. I'm kind of upset about it. Now they meet an alien named Quip. And could we hear Quip talks in weird rhymes and half gibberish? And could we hear a little bit of Quip just talking in general? Does he quip? Malo Mala, how be do da? Yeah, that's Quip. He does Quip. Well, how do you do that to you all as well? <laughs> yeah. And they leave, leave his helmet on. Uh, they can't get his helmet off. They get him back to, they repair his ship. But then I guess, no, they get him back to their ship and they're going to take him back to Earth. Uh, because they totally want to help him get back to his home planet, which I found hysterical every time they said it. Like, they're cutting him open. Who are we well, kidding? No, they're helping him because, to quote Quip, Ticky Tacky, flying saucer out of whack. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Okay. I, I True words it. have never and they, been spoken. And they go to extreme lengths to explain why they don't take off his helmet because he, again, is from another place. And the uh, air inside their spaceship is perfectly calibrated to be like the God air on Earth. Hold, hold on, hold on. I got this. The I got air this. somewhere else. You got this one? He probably doesn't breathe our air. These valves pipe in exactly the same air we breathe on Earth. It's a precise mixture of oxygen and small. Sorry, that's a good joke. Uh, this I, was th- That was the joke that made me like, LOL during this (laughs) And you know what? And here's the deal. This is them setting up more shit and I'm mad at them for it. Stop being good at writing on the California Raisin show. Um, This was also, yeah, as he was pulling the helmet off, I was like, don't be an idiot. It's an alien who can't breathe our air. Um, And my eyebrows are raised to find that the the cartoon actually answered that question in real time. They got your letters. And Here's the situation. We're on this spaceship floating in space controlled by NASA remotely. We've made contact with an alien civilization, brought the alien on board our ship. What is the first thing we need to do? Teach him slang words so he can be cool. Yeah. That's where we go with it. Let me show <laughs> you, you just, how to high five. Know. You just want to know slang words to be cool. Okay. So- which one of you has ever taken a foreign language and tell me was not the first thing you did try and find out how to say shit and fuck in that language. <laughs> listen, listen, I feel personally attacked right now. <laughs> no, I'm attacking all of us. Cause that is, that is, ex- that is a basic human need. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yes. Yes. To all of the above. Um, at this point, mom fucks up the controls a second time, oh, pulling the emergency switch 
when Jesus she's at, why she didn't really you know have what? a good reason you know what lunch and launch i could see that happening my eyes are starting to go so i could see you making a mistake like that huge fucking lever that says emergency fuck you mom you're trying yeah. to kill them all She's doing it on purpose at this point. You know, she's run her course and she wants to take the raisins with her. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. what I also appreciate is NASA's like, we don't even know if there's anything actually wrong with the ship. It's probably fine, but you should probably get to the escape pod anyway. <laughs> like what? <laughs> what is happening? Yeah, no, it's that's the self-destruct button is is what they pulled. So. so they get on the escape pod and they're back on Earth like three seconds later. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> the stakes could not be weirder. Um, at this point, they make a reference like, boy, we got to keep this alien on the DL. You know, criminals out there would want to uh, kidnap aliens for their criminal enterprises. And I'm like, what are you even talking about? Cut to two criminals <laughs> driving a van, seeing the escape pod saying we better go see what's up with that so we can abduct this alien for our own criminal enterprises. And I'm like, God damn you. God in damn you, California Raisin. In show. terms of story efficiency, man, they are on <laughs> the ball. That is mm-hmm. that is called cutting cutting the fat and getting right to the point. <laughs> we never know why they'd want this alien. Is nope. it a ransom? Is it to to Don't. do some shit? Who who who, who knows? knows? It's I the mean, mystery it, of the show. It's not important. <laughs> they do explain. There's a point where uh, Boss Squash <laughs> explains what his. I mean, it's it's super vague. It's like they're worth millions. I could make millions on them, but you know. At least we have some sort of motive there. I would like to see his business plan, though. Jeremy, <laughs> I see your business plan. Do you have solvency? How will you continue to make millions in years to come? I'm not <sighs> sure. I do like, um, it seems pretty clear with the way they set this up, though, that Boss Squash is a recurring character. Perhaps a constant thorn in the raisin's side. Because they, they mentioned later, like, oh, this is the, the first thing we've seen from you, Boss Squash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he says he's going to give up crime. And they're like, yeah, fuck you, Will. Yeah. Um, now, for the second cartoon in a Rochan, we've watched a character needing to be disguised in public who wore a trench coat and a hat, and that was good enough. And once again, for the second time in two episodes, the hat blew off, revealing their identity. <laughs> and the first time it happened, I was enraged. This time, I'm like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> That's fine. Maybe I'm just numb immediately to it. Um, they, they, they realize there's... But also, like, why do they, as everybody assume that's an alien, that's just somebody in a weird helmet. I mean, I know cosplay in the 80s wasn't what it is today, where if somebody walked down the street wearing, like, a spaceman outfit, your first thought would be, hey, that guy's decided to wear a spaceman outfit today, not, oh, shit, a real alien is really walking around us. Here's the thing. If you walk down Hollywood Boulevard, you'll get nary a glance. We don't know where these people... No, no, we do know... They're just uh, a couple miles away from mm-hmm. Cape Cantaloupe, which means they're in Florida. They're in, they're in, they're in Tampa or Orlando. They're at no. Disney. They're no, 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 no. They oh. tell us exactly where they are. They are at Pimento Beach. Thank you okay. very much. Pimento, gotcha. so Pismo Beach? Is that what they're going for? Pimento. But they're what, going to a very popular biggest theme park in the world, which is why I put them at Disney World. But in this case, it's Parsley Land. Parsley like, World, I Parsley World, excuse me. Um, And that's... Yeah, you're right. Parsley World. I wrote it down. You'd think I would have read it. No, no. I just made it up on the spot. It was wrong. That's what I do. It's my brand. Um. <laughs> anyway, we sing the, the raisins are like, what do we do? A crowd is gathering for this alien. We're trying to keep on the DL. Let's do another musical number about mashed potatoes. 
<laughs> I love this. I love this conceit in general that, oh no, we're in a tricky situation. How do we distract? Let's sing a song. Because a lot of cartoons do this and I love it. It's so fun. If it's- all you have is a hammer, every problem starts to look like a nail. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to try this at a work meeting next week. <laughs> Set me free. What don't you babe? <laughs> oh, my God. And can we hear? We need to hear a little bit of the song, Chan. Obviously, there's a song in the show. I want to hear some of it. This is Knowing is Half the Podcast. <laughs> All right, yeah, two this, for two. Two for two. Good, good, uh, good tracks. The 50s retro thing, I've never been much on board for. So, yeah. Look, the music yeah. holds up. It's, I gave it's, it a head wiggle. Yeah. <laughs> I gave it a nodding of approval. Like when I watched the comedy of George Carlin. It's just I'm not laughing. I'm just, <laughs> yep. Okay. So exactly okay. how I felt about this song. Um. Okay, Mom, this is a great... This maybe is my favorite moment of the entire episode where the writers just didn't want Mom involved anymore. So they're just... Literally, one of the raisins says, Hey, Mom, why don't you just hang out at this cafe for the rest of the episode? She's like, okay. And then we never see her again. And I laughed uproariously when that happened. I was just like, that's writing. They have food there. We've they learned her characters that she's hungry. For it's reals. So- like, they will keep oh, filling shit. up her coffee... And she can have as much goddamn pie as she wants and maybe not crash any more billion dollar space vehicles while she's there. She really cost taxpayers trillions on this trip Um, and also maybe messed up first contact. Now, the criminals show up right now and they try in a van and they try to kidnap the alien with a net. They end up grabbing the wrong person who's very upset with them. Uh, And so they our heroes, the raisin, uh, need to go to Parsley World. To escape, where better to hide in plain sight than a theme park with costume characters? And they notice a new ride called the Go-Go when they go in. And I'm like, these riders, they're setting it up. We're getting on it. <laughs> um, can you, I need one of y'all to um, explain this criminal's plan. We need to sneak up <laughs> on this alien. So our plan is, track this. We're going to go to the balloon vendor. We're going to buy every purchase. We're criminals. We're going to purchase every balloon. Mm-hmm. We're going to put them in front of our faces. And then that's going to help us walk up to the alien and kidnap him because uh, there will be balloons in front of our faces and no one will will see us that it's us there. Yep. I, mean, the tracks, I don't understand. What's the question? Tracks for me. At which point they get rushed by children who mistake them for balloon vendors somehow. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then they sell all the balloons and or give them away to the children, leaving them with no balloons. I imagine the the kids were willing to pay a premium because there were no balloons left. They had the they had cornered the market on them. And so the law of supply and demand uh, suggests that they made their money many times over and in their own small way ha- were already committing crimes. That's not a crime. That's just capitalism. So, yeah, capitalism is a crime. Yeah, there is no ethical consumption (laughs) there Um, is no ethical consumption under capitalism that's it yeah um sorry kids there we are um (laughs) fuck you siri i I don't know why you thought i was talking to you but uh yeah and so honestly they probably made some money on this trip and probably again one of these criminals that should have just quit when they were ahead (laughs) 
Well, why, why, why continue to go for the alien when you could just have a bustling balloon industry? This is my point, right? Yes. They like Ray. They just stumble into success <laughs> and choose not to take it. Mm. What do you choose not to take it? I just can't find it once I get there. <laughs> I'll get in the rooms, Chan. I just don't know what to do when I get there. So then the party ends and I go home. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's me. Uh, yeah. So the, the the our heroes hop on the go go ride, which is every, they they pitch it as every ride in an amusement park smashed into one. That's quite the that's quite the sales pitch. Do they deliver? Somehow, yes. <laughs> so. I did not understand what was happening on the okay. outside. Uh, and then when they got inside, I'm like, Jesus Christ. I understood uh, less. I understood the, it less. The technology, it, 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 I don't know whether you're even to call it ride technology. It <laughs> seems like it's straight up magic. And again, we haven't established, do the Raisin have magic in their world? Maybe. Who's to say they don't? There's a very simple answer, and I picked up on it right away, and I will share it. When they first get on the ride, it is a standard on-rails uh, roller coaster that only goes straight and around the corner. And, and they're like, fuck this. What is this garbage? Is they literally, Yeah, they call yeah. out, is this supposed to do something? At which point, a ride worker comes out and throws a large amount of sparkly dust on them, which <gasps> one, only what I can con- assume are psychedelics. <laughs> the ride itself, and this is my guess, the ride itself is literally just them going around in a circle, not doing anything. But when the psychedelics kick in, they start imagining that this thing goes to log flumes and uh, 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 carousels in the sky and, <laughs> and flying machines. At one point, it goes off the rails of a train. The train just derails itself for no reason, goes in the water and becomes a log. I believe this is like one of like the Simpsons ride where you're just sitting in one place. Meanwhile, they're pumping you so full of psychedelics. You think you're going on the <laughs> wildest ride imaginable. Does this hold water? I mean, here's the thing. Uh, this technology essentially already exists. Uh, you can go to Universal Studios and like you say, the Simpsons ride, the uh, Harry Potter ride. Um, I feel like there's one other ride that also does... Um, uh, the same thing where basically it puts you in a little box and then shakes uh, the box around and has you know, like uh, like 360 degree immersive video. So it looks like you're you know going on a roller coaster or whatever, even though you're not actually moving more than several inches at any given time. But you feel it. And then because you see, you know, like the whipping motion, uh, you, you, your body sort of sort of uh, reacts in the way as if you were actually falling. Um so, like, I could actually see this being a thing, but also the bit about them throwing magic powder on them at the beginning very much makes me think that it is just a drug-fueled haze. Yeah, I mean, speaking of technology being available, you just sit on your couch and do some mushrooms, and there you go. Bingo, bango. What, uh, you're you're on the raisin people? ride. Do Japanese people? <laughs> How fucking racist do you think this show is, they Andrea? They up Japanese people and sprinkled them all over the raisins for their psychedelic properties. That's the only takeaway I can come up with. Clearly, clearly. By do the way, you- I went back and looked at that scene. It is super goddamn racist. <laughs> it seemed it. It seemed it, but I didn't want to. De- I didn't want to go any further. I didn't want to dig any deeper there. 
Um, but yeah, look at that. Watch that scene again where they 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 throw a giant like cement bag of psychedelics on them, and I'm like, oh shit. I think I understand what's happening. And then I just wonder what the F is going on. This ride is long. This ride is upsetting. This ride is dangerous. And also somehow the bad guys got onto the back of the car and are along for the ride. But they, they didn't have the, I, I must've blinked during the glitter portion. Did the bad guys also have the glitter thrown on? They them did or? not. So they're just maybe riding along on the back of just a normal seated thing thinking what the fuck are these raising up to maybe i just think they're so uncoordinated they just keep falling over themselves in the back car not really understanding what the raisins are experiencing i i'm try, like I, maybe i'm trying too hard to make sense of this but yes i i, I unless unless there was so much residual powder just on the ride itself that when they got to it it hit them too i don't know I don't know. Well, the while the raisins are on this like sort of paddle boat, they are in a rowboat, uh, and then the uh, the raisins turns into uh, a hot air balloon, and then the bad guys are holding balloons and sort yeah, of their flying balloons came back them. to them. So that was weird. Um, there, I, clearly there was some uh, residual. Uh, drugs on them and they're getting some of it but they're having a much worse trip than the raisins are oh and i didn't even mention this this is a music video they're actually singing a song during this whole time called go go chan i gotta hear it but do you do you really i I do play it This was originally Smoke Robinson and the Miracles. This yeah. is the lowest. This I would say this is this is the lowest performing song of the three songs of the episode. This yeah. is my favorite of the three songs. Interestingly what? enough, I will yeah. fight you. Fight, sense. fight, fight. They're I mean, all good, the- but that guitar riff. Doom, 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 doom. I'm like, yeah, you know what? Yeah, that's some that is some good stuff right there. I'm into it. Uh, this is a pure '80s song as opposed to the doo wop from before. And I, I, it hit me a little. It slapped a little harder for me. I was well, thing like it's it. originally a song. It's from 1965. Yeah, but uh, it feels and, like an 80s song. They've they've updated it. Yeah, all of these have been like 80ized, which for the most part, I mean, honestly, I would have preferred a a more um, a little more OG sounding music. Um, but sure, but you got to keep those kids' attention. Jen. Yeah, the kids the right. kids aren't ready for it. Here's the thing. As a child, I would have hated it either way. So it's fair. So they uh, they turn into a carousel in the sky, gently fall back down to earth outside the ride, and then they just get off and say, man, that was great. And I'm like, what the fuck did I just see? Um, th- at this point, the bad guys are still there. They grab the alien. They 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 what? They take the helmet off, and then they decide to quit crime because it's not actually an alien. It's what? an orange man. I know. It's, what? A, it's, a, it's an orange, it's an or asparagus guy comes over. No, they can't get the helmet off, so they quit crime, I think. And the guy who's an asparagus guy just walks over, takes off the helmet easily. He must have known the, the little switch. It's an orange inside. It turns out that he's another astronaut, but from a foreign country that does not speak very good English, which is why they couldn't communicate this whole time. And goddamn you, the writers are again making sense with your goddamn plots. I'm so <laughs> mad about it. I'm so mad. Like that holds together. 
Yeah, yeah, it does. And I don't want it to. <laughs> we just had Trippin' Balls Roller Coaster. And uh, they're from the, play, uh, uh, the country of New Artichoke, which does not have great <laughs> relations with NASA in our country. So they launched their own space shuttle a while ago. He got stuck up there. And they were working it out, but they, them and NASA weren't communicating, which is why they didn't, they thought everybody's been thinking it was a UFO because they just weren't telling people they had their own spacecraft out there. And again, the shit holds together and I don't like it. <laughs> I, I wasn't clear because they said uh, it's from New York. The country is New Artichoke, but they were from somewhere because I was trying to figure out, was this supposed to be like a specific kind of accent are we talking an Eastern European or a South American or something like that? And I think he says something about where New Artichoke is. Uh, Dr. Asparagus, you speak pretty good English. Maybe you should explain. Well, it's uh, all very simple, really. Quimp is the leading astronaut for my small but scientifically Wahalahigi country of New Artichoke. Wahalahigi so country. So it's like Hawaiian? Uh, yeah, I mean, sure. we're, we're, we're brushing up against racism anyway on this show. Yeah. Yeah. It did sound vaguely South Pacific ish. Pacific Islands. Uh. So, in the world of the California raisin, Hawaii is its own country. Uh, that is not affiliated with the United States, who also Which is want- obviously very progressive. You yeah. know what? Yeah, and they should break away, quite honestly. Like, that's fine. Yeah. It's fine. They're like fine. We, we, for reals, like, waltzed in and said, this is ours now. And there was a, we had to uh, overthrow uh, a, a sitting uh, queen to do it. So, yeah, fucking let them, in this world, this world's a little better uh, than our world. Although I will say, in this world also, the, the country from which he's from, New Artichoke, built this orange a space suit in which he has to have little levers to control legs, which is confusing to me because he's an orange and all yeah. of the other creatures can have legs that are of their body, but he has to have levers to control his little legs because he's an orange. This was this 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 was a bridge too far for me. Uh, <laughs> That's as, where we lost you. As a child who grew up dreaming and hoping someday to pilot a mech. I 100% get oh, why interesting. Okay. this little orange would be like, you know what? Space is nice, but can you put me in a giant fucking robot suit first? <laughs> and they're like, you know what? We've got some extra money. Let's blow it on the uh, on a little robot suit for this guy. And that robot suit had like two French horns sticking out the front. I think it yeah. should be mentioned. That was a little weird. <laughs> I'm not saying it's not cool. I just want to know why the orange don't have legs. You know, I appreciate that you just said having two French horns stuck to the face of your spacesuit is cool. Um, I'm, I'll take that as a win right there. <laughs> All um, right. Were, were you a, a band geek, Andrea? I was I was a clarinet girl in middle school. Not yeah. of the marching variety, but of the sitting down yeah, yeah. variety for a couple of years. That's, was- that's the extent of my band geekdom. I was a cello man, so I, I can respect that sitting down. Sitting down action. I wow. love a good. I love a good sit. I mean, honestly, I think to your earlier point, Chad. Like, I think you're talking me into the mech legs. Right. You can have a sit. Mm-hmm. You can control the thing. You have mm-hmm. the your your hands free to play your French horns. Yep. 
<laughs> Both of them. Oh man. If he, I would, I would have appreciated this so much more if he did speak in French horn rather than uh, whatever weird ass uh, Pacific pigeon he was you know speaking. What? That's a better, that's a better choice. Quite honestly. Um, but then I'm immediately confused because I thought you were an alien, not an adult from Charlie Brown. Well, here's the thing. I mean, we've never seen the faces of the uh, uh, humans from Charlie Brown, have we? It's fair. Maybe they're oranges. <laughs> Just we don't piloting know. mech suits. That's <laughs> why we only suit. ever see their legs. Mm-hmm. You know what? Mm-hmm. This conspiracy theory is taking off. Um, now, one <laughs> question I have is the orange knew that he wasn't an alien. Why didn't he try to take his helmet off? Maybe it was stuck uh, he, and he, he needed did. asparagus. They tried to take it off and they couldn't earlier. It was but stuck. There's obviously like a, 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 a trick to it because the asparagus guy came over and just did it in one second. Well, no, he didn't. He was he was struggling to do it. Oh, all right. You're right. It off. All right. You know what? Never mind. Everything holds together. This episode is perfect. This Perfectly written. Iron clad. This really- episode is technically correct. Which is the best kind of correct? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, look uh, again. Uh, more money was probably put into this than deserved to be. Uh, do you know who else was affiliated with this show? I don't know if you saw in the closing credits. Chuck Lorre, son no. of a bitch. Yep, Chuck Lorre was one of the musical supervisors on this show. Oh, that dude. It's every '80s cartoon, Chuck Lorre, and now every sitcom since then, also Chuck Lorre. The man runs Hollywood. If you didn't know, if you've been on, if you're, if you're a budding actor, performer, writer, and you've been dissing Chuck Lorre shows, I'm very sorry that you'll never work in this town. <laughs> I personally think the big bang theory is one of the most genius television ideas and executions in the history of the medium. Thank oh, you. Oh yes, 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 yes. And also if, if you're, if you're clipping any, uh, parts of this podcast, I would suggest this portion where we all praise him to be circulated widely so that everyone can hear it and know just what big fans we all are on, on this episode of him. Yes. When Chuck Lorre turns into this episode of the California Raisin Show on Knowing is Half the Podcast, he will find out he's being praised. I don't I don't see why Chuck Lorre wouldn't have a Google alert set up for any California Raisins talk. I feel like he's I'm gonna put it right up. I'm putting. It, I'm gonna put his name in the show description just so he does find it when he Google searches himself. How about that? Yeah, we're talking about you, Chuck, and it's all positive. We appreciate you, is what I'm trying to say. We liked how your script was well formed and well thought out. I yeah, guess even for this you, one, the music was well yeah. supervised. Even if you weren't any part of the script at all, Chuck, your influence was felt. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, I love that we are praising him uh, in words, if not tone. <laughs> Look, we have tone issues on the show, Chan. Everybody knows it. <laughs> oh, you telling me? Or uh, listen, I have to live with it. Um, <laughs> um, but that is the end of the episode. That's just how it ends, everybody. That's how it California, ends. the California Raisin Show. Uh, I, I would watch another. <laughs> And I don't feel good about it, but I would. I, I can't explain why. Did I enjoy it? No. It did it. Is it structurally correct? Yes. Is there a lot of talent in the voice cast? Yes. Uh, I 
I don't know. I don't know what happened. I, maybe I'm just a sucker for the nostalgia. I did wear the California Raisin costume two years in a row, so I at least owe this show two viewings. That's my opinion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, what was your all's final takeaway of the California Raisin show? Uh, I Yeah, I did not enjoy it, but I uh, was surprised at how well it hung together. Uh, at the very least, that's what I ask. I want one or the other at least. And there are a lot of uh, shows that just don't even bother. But at least you're like, yeah, the, the guy who wrote this uh, has a, a huge CV. Like he's done this before. He, he probably whipped doing. this out in his sleep. Probably did. And perfectly serviceable. Yeah, I, I feel like the enjoyment question aside, I did not get bored because there was always something happening. You know what? That's fair. It always made sense in a weird sort of way. You know what? I like it when a show makes me feel anything at all. And many times we watch shows on this and I get 10 minutes in and I'm checking the timer because I'm ready to check out Uh, (laughs) here. I never did that. I never did that. I was on board from start to finish because I didn't. I legitimately had no idea what was going to happen next at any moment. You know what? This is one of those shows. uh, One of very few shows where I watched it mad. I was mad the whole time. And then as we talked it out, I realized that, like, uh, there's nothing to be mad about. There was nothing wrong about it, which makes me even more mad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Perfectly serviceable 1988 entertainment. Uh, There are many worse things on at the same time as this. I guarantee it that you would have been worse off watching. And it's a weird thing to say, because once again, I did not enjoy this, but I did not hate this. I would put it, I would put an episode on as a background show. I would say. Yeah. Cause you get music playing uh, periodically. You know, I, I gotta do, I gotta do some, some bills. I gotta do some, some boring, mundane stuff. Sometimes you just need something on in the background you're not paying attention to. This is a great candidate for that. Look, I need everybody to know that if you want something on in the background, you need to put on Netflix's Sandman because we need to get those hours up so that they'll make another season of it. Put it on in the background. Let it run. It's too late, Chan. If you haven't watched every episode of Sandman in the first five hours that it came out, they don't care. No, no, no. See, no. And this is Watching. this is bad yeah. because there's people like me who are afraid of the show. Uh, because having read it, I am afraid for my feelings and my emotional state. And I am ruin I am ruining their numbers by not having watched it out of fear thus far. Uh, w- I will I will say this: you will feel feelings. You will feel. I know, and feelings. I try. I if if there's anything that that our discussion of the California Raisin show should have taught everyone who's listening. I like to watch things that make me feel calm, nothing, and not distressed at all. Therefore, under that paradigm, often California Raisins good, critically acclaimed, I'm sure beautifully well-written shows based only on my knowledge of the the graphic novels, which I'm obsessed with. Sandman. Bad. 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 Yeah. You, gotta you, you heard it here first. The Sandman on Netflix is bad. <laughs> Give Take it a that choice. out of context. Put it on a t-shirt. Dash uh, Andrea our, Listenberger. Is that our next uh, t-shirt? California Raisin Good, Sandman Bad. Is that the next t-shirt we're going to put out there? Because if somebody designs it, I guarantee we'll put it in the store. Uh, our our 
our barrier for entry is very low. <laughs> we will take the graphic you send us and put it in the store. By the way, new new shirt in the store, G- TV's Gina Ippolito's finest suits. <laughs> is now a t-shirt you could buy in the store. And people have been buying it and showing us that they have been buying it. Yes. Uh, great job, everyone involved. I need to get one when I'm not busy on Public buying Bluey uh, adjacent shirts, <laughs> which I, yes, I've been doing. But uh, that is our show for this episode, Andrea. Thank you so much. One, for doing Who Would Win earlier uh, in the week. Second off, for being a part of this show this week. Uh, what would you like to pitch? Do you have any uh, social media you want to talk about? This is your moment. Yeah, you can find me on the Twitter at Andrea underscore ML. You can also follow my sketch group. We have some shows coming up both in L.A. and uh, we're doing Austin Sketch Fest at the end of beginning of next month. Oh, time. Time is strange. Anyway, we're doing Austin Sketch Fest. You can follow us on all social media at Friendo Sketch. Uh, would love to see you at a show if you're in L.A. Or, hey, if you're in Austin, come on out to that. You guys, I, I've said this before, and I've said this to Andrew before, so it's still weird. Um, but I used to do a show called Top Story Weekly, and Andrea and me were both mm-hmm, writers mm-hmm, on the show. Mm-hmm. And uh, I highest praise. Andrea was one of the absolute, if not the best writer, especially of that era of the show. Uh, I always knew that when she had some sketches to submit, they were always going to be good. So if you have a chance to see Andrea's sketch comedy uh, or a show that she's you know involved with, you should do it because it is one of the best sketch comedy uh, dealings you're going to find. And I will say that from personal experience. There you go. Very kind. Very kind, Ray. It's a five-star review. Put it on iTunes. Somebody said something nice about being uh, reclaimed Detroit, the Vampire of the Masquerade audio drama. I shared it with these two before the show started. It's generally one of the more touching things anybody's ever said about anything I've ever done. (laughs) So I'm in a good mood. Uh, But also check out Vampire Detroit, a.k.a. Reclaimed Detroit. A Vampire of the Masquerade audio drama. All five episodes that have been made have now been dropped. So you can catch the story up to this point and get ready for when we do part two of season one. Uh, go to VampireDetroit.com or search podcast wherever you podcast for Reclaimed Detroit. Uh, and maybe add the word vampire in there too. It will come up, I promise. Or go to at Vampire Detroit on Twitter and just get the links there. I've made it easy for you to find. Just go. You got to go do it. Go listen. It's great. It's, great, it's quite honestly a great show. I can't believe how good it honestly is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, I, that's me saying it. Like, I want to toot my own horn, but like, it's it's actually good. So probably probably check it out. I'll say this. It's okay. For Robert Clark Chan, it might as well be Breaking Bad Times California Raisin Show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what is the math there? Don't worry about that. Robert Clark Chan, any shows you want to pitch? Meh. You never do. God damn it. AE double back is a wrestling show and Chan is on it. And Teresa and Calder, are they still on the show? Still there. They're delightful. Uh, you should listen to that. AE double back. If you're into wrestling, especially AEW wrestling, go do that. Otherwise you can check out the show. Facebook.com slash knowing is half the podcast. You can go to patreoncom slash knowing is half the podcast and get every episode of the show that's ever been made, except for the ones we couldn't find. <laughs> <laughs> which did happen we lost a few like two or three uh, and uh that's just um uh, that's life sometimes i don't know how it happened but it did <laughs> we lost some episodes of the show that i know we made don't know where they are there it is uh otherwise you can hit us up on twitter uh at gi joe podcast but individually i am at almighty ray i'm at 999 rpms and andrea's at Gina Ippy, yeah. Andrea, at, at, was it at Andrea underscore ML? Yep. And that is the California Raisin Show 
Thank you so much for listening. Hey, I heard it through the grapevine that this show was perfectly acceptable. No, you didn't. Good night, everybody. When the blazing sun is gazing at the California reasons, we can lock it in the pocket, come and raise it, let's rock it! At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hey, you. No, 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 no. Don't look over here. Keep your eyes on the road. Got something for you. Take a listen to this. In the newest Pokemon, they have Score Bunny, which is a starter. What? Yes. Score, score Bunny? So it's, it's a fire bunny that plays soccer. He kicks balls. He scores. Great. Score, like Scorch, I think. Yeah. Oh, I get it. Like goal. <laughs> like Score Bunny. Rad. There's Score Bunny who uses his mad soccer skills to steal, I think like donuts or something like that. How does he use his soccer skills to steal donuts? He kicks it. Oh, yummy. The best part is though, Scorebunny wants to go and follow Ash and go on big adventures. Oh my God, Ash is still the main character of the anime? Yes, where have you been? Yeah, so Ash is like, I'm getting on the train. I'm leaving, Scorebunny. And Scorebunny's like- Is it because he's 80 years old? That's why he sounds like that? (laughs) (laughs) Nothing makes donuts taste better than a foot coming in contact with them. If you like what you heard and love co-op with your friends, check out Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast. That's Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast.